SEO This Week, episode number 39. Hello, everyone. My name is Clint Butler. If you haven't been here before, this is Digital Ears SEO This Week. Basically, what we do is go through and look at the top articles for search engine optimization, marketing, all the stuff that has to do with digital online business promotion, and roll it up for you in this weekly broadcast that comes out every Monday. So without further ado, let's get started. Our first post is on uh, LSA Insider, and what we're looking at is Google posts that are now live for all Google My Business users. This is actually pretty cool, and I, but I don't know if it's going to stick around, so I would take advantage of it while you can. Basically, what it means is you log into your Google My Business account, and there's a new section in there that you'll see that says Posts. And in, in there, you can promote events, we offer coupons, put pictures, videos, etc. There are some limits to what you can do, so check it out and make sure uh, you're familiar with those. You don't want to get in any trouble. But I think this is a really good opportunity for you to kind of leverage these tools uh, that are that are being provided. I will say... There is no guarantee this thing is going to be around for a long time, so don't put it off. Just do it now uh, and, and take advantage of it while it's there or while it's free. Here's what I see happening: one of three things. One, they're just going to Google's going to find that it's taking away from their ads click-through rate, and they're going to eliminate it. Two, they're going to see that it has a really good click-through rate, and they're going to turn it into a paid option. Uh, and open up more availability to what you can do with it. Or three, they're just going to kill it off altogether because no one uses it. So again, I just go ahead and try it out, leverage it, and see what happens. Next one on small business trends is new Google backup and sync tools that give small businesses more cloud power. Basically, all this really is is a competitor now to uh, the Dropboxes, the Box, uh, the iCloud, those kind of services and it's leveraging Google Drive and allowing you to sync your data on the um, on your computer with data storage in Google Drive now just beyond the regular Google Drive folders that you can do with their built-in apps what I would do with this information is look at it and see if your backup solutions are working for you and if you can roll this into let's say you're you're using google uh, apps now uh, you have more storage space and so maybe leverage this instead of paying for dropbox and google apps and you can put it all into one place this is probably a good thing because they have you know really good storage systems however this might be bad if you're into you know you are a dropbox or a box or a cloud storage platform so this is a competitor you might not have enjoyed seeing. But in the lighter side, I think it's a good option for uh, at least small businesses with smaller data sets. Next is practical e-commerce is MJIX CEO, uh, Chris Zacharias. Zacharias. He's uh, do an article or an interview about real-time optimization. The interview, you can actually listen to it. It's on SoundCloud. It's 26 minutes long. It's not too bad, but the, really the crux, the long and short of it is, is they're talking about why e-commerce uh, website owners need to be cognizant of image optimization and how not to get too crazy with it, meaning you don't want to over-optimize your images and reduce them to 
the point where they're losing the effect that you put the image on the website for in the first place. And two, you don't want to under-optimize and not have your site uh, viewable to mobile users, especially mobile users who have really slow uh, internet connections, you know, the third world countries, uh, etc. So this is a it's an interesting post to give you some insight, and then in the end, it rolls up with the uh, the fact that this uh, that Chris actually worked for YouTube at one point, and he's responsible for making YouTube faster. Which is very cool. You kind of nerd out and see how he created a program called Feather that turned uh, YouTube almost instantly where everything loaded minus the video right off the bat. So I think it's pretty cool. This is a good insight information and at least get your brain, uh, you know, juices flowing for the week. Next is a site called noop.com. It's how long. Does it take for your website to reach page one of Google in the search results? This is actually a uh, pretty interesting article in so much as it answers. Well, first, let me go ahead and start off with the first paragraph. It's a jab saying serious web designers uh, will give a reserve to the supply while a common SEO will say tomorrow. Frankly, honestly, I have not met a web designer that is good at SEO. Web designers specialize in web design. They make killer web design uh they're, and they're not good at seo and then likewise it's just like having an seo and then turning him into a web designer that is not what they they do this is not you know web designers shouldn't be um getting into the seo space and giving you seo advice beyond the basic technicals of it and Web developers, those guys should be able to cross over into both spans of web design and SEO, whereas an SEO should stay out of the design space unless he's talking conversion optimization, etc. So, that said, <laughs> the article is actually a roll-up of another article created by uh, Ahrefs on ranking factors and how long it takes or what is the age, the average age of websites that are in page one of Google. Now, you can look at this and give it a couple. Well, first, you can you can uh, look at it from the the uh, the big brands versus small local brands and how that can skew, skew the data. Or you can take it at its face and say that a newer website just takes longer to rank for more competitive terms than an older website, which is true. You're in most cases, in, in most markets, especially competitive markets where it's really worth ranking for, a newer website's going to have a little bit more uh, things that have to be done, a little more time that has to take place in order for it to get the premium uh, ranking positions that you're looking for. Now, you can get a whole bunch of long-term, uh, long-tail keyword rankings uh, on a new website for sure. But the argument here and the argument of the data points is the real money, uh, high-paying terms, the ones with the high competition, uh, the older your site is, the better, is, is the, basically the crust of this thing. So that's the crust of the data. I think it's an interesting article just to give you a little bit more uh, on uh, insight into it. Uh, also, I think well, let's roll it up and ask the question is how long does it take to rank for a website in Google? It could be anything from six to eight days, six to eight weeks or six to eight months. 
It just depends on your competition, what your competition is doing, the optimization level of your website, and frankly, do you have any 800-pound gorillas uh, in your market? If you're in local, you know, those gorillas are Angie's List, Home Advisor, uh, Yelp, etc. Uh, if you're in e-commerce, your 800-pound gorilla that everyone is trying to fight is Amazon. Uh, if you're in real estate, you're fighting the Zillows and the Homes.com, etc. So, um, all that stuff uh, factors in. So you need to just be careful when you are presenting or um, looking at timelines for your marketing, specifically your SEO campaigns. The next site is Search Engine Journal. It's uh, new Google Analytics home screen, now available 50% of users. I don't know if you guys have it. It says 50% of users. I've had it for a couple months on, on my accounts. Basically, what it is is they they improve the interface. I, I, you know, honestly, I like it. I like the new interface. What I don't like is the uh, surprise. Ta-da, we did it. Uh, and now I have to learn a, a new way or a new workflow uh, a new click-through process to get to the data that I wanted to before. It's not a big deal, but it is something else that you have to learn. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Again, the new interface is actually really nice. You do screenshots now and just create reports right off of that. Or uh, you can create dashboards for yourself or your clients and, and read it in a much more tangible way that makes more sense than trying to decipher all the data points and lines from the old uh, layout. I like it. Uh, check it out. If you don't have it and you want to see some screenshots, let me know. And I'll make a new tour post on uh, how to get through Google Analytics. Dr. Peter Myers on Mons.com wrote a nice article about uh, who's winning in wealth management, mainly wealth management terms. And what they did is they looked at Five keyword terms, financial advisor, financial planner, financial planning, financial consultant, and wealth management. And then we looked at top 5,000 cities. They have the data sets to do this uh, in the 48 states of the contiguous or the continental United States, uh, leaving out Alaska and Hawaii. I don't know why they would do that. It doesn't seem like it would make that much of a difference, but they did anyway. And basically what it tells us is that for informational terms uh, that the organic uh, Investopedia, Wall Street Journal, U.S. News, and Wikipedia were ranking higher for those informational terms. So if you're looking about fi for financial information, then you are going to find probably those five top sites. And then if you look into the local, if you're actually looking for a financial advisor, uh, Edward Jones is really kicking everyone's butt. Uh, and so in not in just their national presence, but their local pre site presences as well. The takeaways from this are uh, twofold. One, there was a term that they found was financial consultant. And you, you're you looking for a financial consultant, so you type in financial consultant, and Google gives you back Indeed and other job site listings. So Google's seeing that the searcher who's looking for a financial consultant um, is looking for a job, which may not be the intent of the search. So um, this is really good to point out because keyword research 
you would not know that unless you actually opened up the search results and looked around manually seeing what is going on. Uh, I think that this is a really good uh, point of lesson for everybody when you're doing your keyword research is make sure you open up Google and do it yourself. Walk away from the tools a little bit. And then the other is you see the significant change in difference in these the listings from a uh, local perspective and a national perspective. So keep that in mind when you're doing your keyword research as well. Next slide is ppchero.com and it is a post on using uh, CRM and lead data and reporting. More specifically, how to increase your business to business lead quality or any lead quality for that matter. Uh, three tips in here, user, using the CRM reporting tools, pre-qualify your ad copy, and then test your landing pages. It's all good stuff, especially the test your landing page part just gives you some ideas, things to, you know, tweak, tossing, moving, just simply as moving paragraph and headlines around, uh, etc. All of that is part of your testing, and you should be doing it regardless whether you're doing PPC or not. Next one is conversionxl.com's keyword or key insights from every speaker at Elite Camp 2017. I didn't know about Elite Camp before I saw this post. Basically, it's a conversion rate optimization conference held in Estonia. And there was a bunch of talkers, including Pep Laja uh, and Morgan Brown and some others. And basically, what you're going to get here is the uh, notes from the for the author took in on behalf or from the rest of the talks. It's actually pretty good, especially if you don't have the time or you can't or the opportunity to get to these conferences. It's only a nine-minute read according to the little tool on the bottom there, which is kind of neat. Uh, but for the most part, I think there's some good nuggets. Uh, there are a couple slideshow presentations that are embedded in as well, so if you want to check those out. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can get lost in this pretty neat. But, you know, like I said, if you knew about this conference or you want to know about CRO and you just want to get some click uh, brain juice stuff going, this is a good post to read. Next is we can go to Search Engine or SEM Rush's blog, uh, Ranking Factors Debate. Experts share practical advice. There is some good advice in here, but I think the biggest takeaway from this post is how they did it. They created a, they used their Twitter account and created a questions and answer session uh, using hashtags and got their followers to respond to them. So they asked questions like decoding Google's algorithm. Based on your experience, what are the most important ranking factors? And then people answered on Twitter and then they took those answers and, and essentially created a survey uh, out of that. They increased the engagement on their Twitter account and they made a pretty good piece of content uh, that I think you'll enjoy. One, so those are several lessons. I think you should try this out, especially if you have an active follower following base on one of the social media channels. Just go through and ask questions and turn that into content. It'll take you, I don't know, maybe a day uh, to do this. Put it all together the next day and make a post out of it the third day. And there you go. Your users are, you can highlight your users. You can have a nice piece of content that'll probably last for you know an evergreen status and this is really a cornerstone article i think it's really good um so check it out 
check out the process look at the questions look how they formulated the content uh, and then see if you can leverage that yourself beyond just the seo data that you're going to get out of it and our last site is uh, Search Engine Journal. I won't take too much of your time with this, but this is a complete local SEO checklist. It's actually really good. There's a lot of people that are writing checklists out there right now, and you know some of them are just kind of ho-hum saying the same crap. This one might be, depending on your level, the same crap, quote-unquote, for you too. However, I think this would really make a good checklist for, let's say, a, a VA or uh, your SEO team, you just, you know, make this, put it up and make it and drop it on them and then go ahead and here's the basics. This is what I want you to get done now. Uh, you move on to other things, you see the results and then you can make new plans after that for, you know, your way ahead. I'm actually thinking about turning this into an actual checklist. Check, check, check. Can you make it downloadable? Uh, it just depends on the interest. How many people would be interested in something like that? All right, that's it. This is episode number 39 of SEO this week. I'd like, thank you very much for listening. As always, if you have a site that you're putting out great content on and you want us to highlight you, then go ahead and uh, reach out to us as soon as possible. Uh, on the SEO This Week tab on digitalear.com. You can submit your site there. We'll check it out. If you're putting out regular content uh, frequently that's up to date, then we'll add you to our watch list and we'll highlight you uh, as the time goes by. And again, thank you very much and have a great week.